Hello and welcome to Small Town Big Business, the podcast about doing big business in a small town. I'm Jennifer Olson and I am the Director of Business Development here in the City of Marion. And I'm Russell Williams, I'm Director of Ethos, Small Business Incubator, Co-working Spaces, a Training and Development also here in downtown Marion, Illinois. Welcome to the Citadel Building here on Tower Square Plaza and I get to thank our sponsors. Uh, for supporting us. And I want to thank you to Arcadia Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts. I am always so glad that Russ has that responsibility. And sometimes uh, I remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to invite uh, people who may have just stumbled on to this one particular uh, episode of Small Town Big Business you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. You name it, we're there. And if you want to see all of our lovely faces, plus Russ. Just kidding, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to see us and match the voice to the face, uh, we're also on YouTube. So check us out there. Follow us. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We have some very special guests today that joined us up here. Do you want to introduce them? Sure. I'm super excited today. We have Aviance Ray and Dominique Miller, which are two of the authors of a wonderful new book called A Well-Dressed Woman. And so you may be saying, well, I thought you were a podcast about business. (laughs) And let me tell you, getting a book published and doing the promotion is serious business. (laughs) So... With that, I'll just let uh, our guest today tell us a little bit about how the book came to be, and we'll just take it from there. Well, thank you for having us. Um, So this book was brought about um, through prayer. Um, I've written two other books before, and on my third finale going out, I didn't want to do a project, another solo um, project. So I began to pray, and I asked God, you know, God, if you really want me to write a third book, then, you know, I need some other people to be up late at night with me so I'm not by myself while my husband and children are sleeping. And so I thought of the title, uh, A Well-Dressed Woman. And so then I began to reach out to Miss Ivy. And uh, my mom is a part of the book. My sister's a part of the book. And then one of my other really good friends, Cassandra, she's a part of the book as well. Mm-hmm. And how do you know Avi? I, I know Miss Ivy. Um, we've crossed paths through uh, the church before, um, but we also work together. We work at the Veterans Administration together. And so oftentimes uh, you can see a person, but never really build a relationship. And so it was through work that we were able to kind of build that relationship together. Yeah. And what was it like to get a call saying, hey, come help me you know well the funny thing is and we talk about this all the time it's the funny thing that when she brought the idea to me i was like oh okay you know nothing about it you know all right whatever but then when she told me what the title or what she wanted me to talk about i was like oh okay and if as you read the book and if you know my my history my background i lost my daughter um it's been 11 years ago and so when she told me to write about that you know interesting fact is that you know we're both spiritual led and so you know god had already spoke to my heart about me writing a book Um, But this was only going to be a prelude. So the funny thing is, when she told me about it and told me what my title was going to be, I was like, "Mm, okay. I did not write a thing until two days before the deadline, which was in March. She asked me in like late October, November. (laughs) I didn't write a thing until like two days before the deadline, which was in March. So um, interestingly, you know, God helped me, you know, write it and be successful in writing it and whatnot. But um, 
she always gives me challenges. We mm-hmm. um, have, like she said, we work together, but we've also done Toastmasters. She started before I did, and mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah, no, I'm not missing work. I don't want to go. No. And then I started to go, and then things just kind of rolled out, and I ended up being vice president for a year wow. of the Toastmaster chapter here in Marion, and um, that gave me a lot of insight you know, on public speaking and things. Mm-hmm. And I still have the ums and <laughs> all those things like that, but sure. you know, it does definitely help you, and you learn about other people, other organizations, and just getting your feet wet in different things like that. So, um, you know. Um, but she's a, a good person to, to deal with. And we've <laughs> developed definitely a friendship through work and then outside. We do a lot of community events and things like that together. Yeah. So I'm definitely honored that she. You said work me. relationship, but church relationship. Too. Absolutely. Let's yes. mention the church since you mentioned yes. Veterans Administration. So I attend Refuge Temple Church of God in Christ yeah. here. Mary and Pastor Larry Lee Sr. is my pastor. He's awesome. Yes, yeah. he is an awesome guy. And I've been there. This August will be 18 years yeah. that I've been wow. there. Um, I do sing on the praise team called Elements of Praise. I've been doing that for many, many, many years um, and um, help out where needed in the ministry. Of course, you all know we do things in the community mm-hmm. um, with uh, Mayor um, Absher all the time. Yeah. And and, um, yeah, we are here, but she is in a different ministry. She's a first lady, actually. So oh. I knew she was going to say that. So my husband pastors uh, Harvest Christian Community Church in the beautiful city of Cairo, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, this August, we will be there five years. Uh, before that, we were at Southern Illinois Worship Center uh, right over in Heron, now called the Purpose Church. And then before that, we were at Hopewell. And so uh, my husband and I, we've served in various roles. He was a trustee. We had the marriage ministry, the youth ministry, the children's ministry. So we've kind of done it all. And so now it's like we're flying on our own. So that's awesome. Um, Do you want to take a couple minutes to kind of walk us through who the other authors are? Just like what's their background and how did they come into the project? So um, I'll start with Cassandra McGee. She is a military wife, a mom of three boys. Her husband is also in ministry. Um, He is actually getting ready to retire. Um, And so it's been an exciting journey. Um, And what her portion of it is, is just to encourage military wives. So many times when uh, spouses are deployed, be it the husband or the wife, there's really no one there for them. There's really no one to tell you what to expect other than your spouse is going to be gone and pray that they make it back home. Um, She did go through having a child while her husband was deployed and that's not something I don't know if I could do without my husband um, being there. Then we also have my sister, Dr. Uh, Ashanti Coleman. Uh, she is a nurse practitioner. She owns her own clinic. It's called Rejuvenate 901 out of Memphis and they are in the health and wellness uh, industry. And so hers is just to encourage women about no matter who tells you you can't do it that you can still do it. She is a two-time stroke survivor. Um, She had two strokes within the age of 40. And um, thank God that she is still here. She is a wife and a mom of two high schoolers. So her and I are kind of in the same boat. We've got two high schoolers. And then uh, my mom, Miss Jacqueline Jakes Johnson, uh, she is a widow. My dad died the year after I graduated from high school. And so she wants to let women know that, you know, love can still be obtainable. You know, you just have to go through the grief process and the healing process and really encouraging women to find out who they are, even before you lose your spouse, just find out who you are and what it is that you like to do. Mm -hmm. So Avian's 
teased us a little bit about her story, which I'm familiar with, but what is your story in the book? So my story in the book, um, because I do work at the VA, and Aviance tells me this all the time, she actually told me this today, slow down. So uh, I am the uh, one of the owners of Miller & Baker Consultants, and so what we kind of do is we help uh, small business owners to find funding and lay that solid foundation for their business, like making sure they file with the state, make sure they know where to go to, like coming to a service like you guys um, to get the assistance that they need. And so then I, we both are founders of a young girls mentoring program called Young Women of Destiny. So it's just like a lot going on. And so in my book, I talk about how, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a woman on the move, but don't forget your family. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the person that, you know, you said I do to, because sometimes when you get to going 50 miles a minute, it's like you can't do everything. You can't be everywhere at once and oftentimes I find myself saying yes before looking at the calendar and then it's like oh shoot now I'm frustrated mm -hmm. because I just said yes to all these different things and I've got to make it work because you know I put that commitment out there so mm -hmm. yeah can we talk about the title of the book yeah do you want to show the cover as we talk yeah. so a well-dressed <laughs> woman and you said that's really a play on words so explain so, Avian's thought we were going to be talking about fashion. Well, I did too, right? <laughs> Prior to this, I was introducing to somebody and was like, it's about women dressing women. <laughs> and the funny thing is because well, I love fashion. And fair assumption. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I love fashion. Like, I love to shop. I love to, and, and people sometimes think that I shop all the time. But if you ever came to my house, like, I have, like, a mini boutique in my house. Like, mm. I have clothes beyond clothes beyond clothes. Mm. And, of course, I like hair. Yeah, I do. Um, so I'm always changing my hair. I'm doing, you know, all these different types of things. And I put things together that I've had for years and make it look like it's brand new. So, but when she told me, I was like, oh, that's right up my alley. I got that, you know, but then to the flip, I'm like, oh, okay. We're talking about how you can look good on the outside. And it doesn't, and we said this on the radio a couple weeks ago, how you can um, exploit looking good. Like you look nice today, you know, you. and, but internally you can be, damaged mm -hmm. or you can be you know depressed or mm -hmm. you're dealing with some things and we make the outside look good mm -hmm. sometimes we don't want people to come into our inward so mm -hmm. you know the outer appearance is what people first will see before mm -hmm. they gauge anything that's going on in the inside yeah. so the book is targeting that you know it doesn't matter what you're going through even though you're dressed up on the outside you need to make sure that you're working on your yeah. your person on the inside and where does that come from what so inspired you. It, what inspired me to entitle it a wilderness woman in society today, everybody's about the flash. Everybody is looking at, you know, if you're in the mall or a grocery store, women can even be in a grocery store. And if they see a purse, if they see a shoe that this woman has on that they like, we have no problem with complimenting that woman. And you'll say, oh, you're really well dressed today. Or, oh, I like that gown. Or, oh, I like that purse. But when do we take that a step further to see how she's really doing, to see, you know, what's really going on on the inside? And so um, when I talked to Harold, who actually was our editor and our publicist uh, for the book, I was like, hey, Harold, what do you think about this? Let's do a play on words, a well-dressed woman. And he said, man, women are going to buy it because they're going to be thinking that she's talking about fashion. And so, you know, oftentimes I like to do a play on words just to give people a different perspective mm -hmm. of things, that everything isn't always what you see. If you look at the cover of the book, you see a group of ladies that are together. They're cohesive. But as you begin to read the book, you'll see everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting about... Um, 
I think there's even more pressure now with social media mm-hmm. and airbrushing and uh, people that are literally created by artificial intelligence. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes. it's a crazy, crazy world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think the book is such a good reminder to get to the backstory. That's right. So in your telling of your story, one of the things that piqued my interest because of what happens in this building is the business coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, can you tell us a little bit about that? I don't want to stray too far from the book, but but <laughs> I think it's, it's very much in line with what we do here. So with our uh, program, our company that we do is we do offer uh, business coaching for them. Most times we'll meet with them once a month and kind of just assist some goals. It's vital that uh, business owners or small business, anybody that has an entrepreneurial mind, that you understand the importance in investing in your business, getting the help and guidance that you need. Oftentimes in Southern Illinois, we hear people say, oh, well, there's, you know, no funding for this or there's not a niche or, you know, knack for that. But you don't know until you try, until you get out, until you connect with people and build those resources because everybody needs each other. You know, I've looked at, um, for instance, Granny Puck, it's just like my favorite mm. baker. <laughs> brand new business here yes, on Tower a Square. brand new business mm-hmm. that started out in Heron. Mm-hmm. Um, just only was a drive through mm-hmm. But because they stay committed to the course, now that they're over here, just even coming in, it's no place to park because everybody's hustling, bustling, right. going to Granny Puckets. Whether it's for the smell, cupcakes, you know, cinnamon rolls, yeah. you know, they, they stuck with it. And that's the thing that I always try to tell my clients is to stick with it. If it doesn't work, let's go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what it is that we can Fixed. And then I often get on her because she just, Aviance doesn't do right, guys. She doesn't do right. <laughs> she doesn't do right. <laughs> She's always on me with my business. Um, uh, I started my business in 21, um, right after COVID happened. Uh-huh. Um, and I had the idea to kind of, it was more so of a hobby. Um, my daughter loved Tinkerbell. And so my business is called Tinker Rose by Aviance. And it's uh, a tribute to my daughter. So um, my daughter was a mini me. So she loved fashion just like I did. And so um, I decided, you know what, what more to do something in fashion. So I do like blinging of shoe, shoe, shoes, shoes, um, or, you know, reconstructing shoes. I've taken shoes and definitely it was destroyed and revamped it to where it looks like a brand new shoe. Um, and meaning like painting and decorative type of things. Um, and then a jacket for me. Yes, I've done a jacket, which has different patches and a logo on the back. Um, I've done like fashion consultants, mainly, you know, if you have an event coming up and you want something, you know, um, apparel-wise or whatnot, I try to give you the best outfit or whatever, things like that. So with that being said, sometimes it's like, I'm always busy, you know, with like, I do stuff with ministry, we do stuff with work, and then just life period. And so, you know, I was like, oh, I started, I came out full throttle with Tinker O's. And then it was just like, okay, yeah. All right. And then so here she comes like, no, you need to get back on board with this and other. I'm like, okay, you're right. And I'll get back on my groove. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. But ironically, you know, definitely because of the the town that we live in, it is very small based. And so word of mouth is really what you have to kind of linger and fall back on sometimes instead of, you know, the social media pushes and things. Some people see it, but it's more so the word of mouth around being around here. A lot of my clientele was definitely not from around this area, mm-hmm. mainly because of the social media push or, you know, things like that. So um, it makes a difference, you know, when you are 
like she said, you know, you try to promote and you find, oh, there's there's not this here or there's not that here. But it's, you know, sometimes in the matter of who you know or, you know, and word of mouth and things like that. But hopefully as things are blowing up, Marion is doing big things. And mm-hmm. I see it, you know, businesses are popping up all over the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I drove Pie, Pie, Popeyes, I think, last night. I was like... We're gonna, I knew we were getting an Olive Garden, but I did not, you know, I thought it was like a hoax. <laughs> so sure. when I drove, I'm like, that is, and that is one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah. So I was like, yes. Yeah. So, you know, but you just see every now and then you see things popping up. So sure. Marion is definitely growing. So with that being said, when you do have a small business, it does give you a little bit of hope that it's a possibility they can get out there. I just need to kind of break down and really put it out there some more. So I love what I do. It's fun. It's relaxing. It's therapeutic. So if I'm having a stressful day, you know, people look like, oh, my God, that's so tedious to put little stones on a shoe, like little, little tiny stones. I have to wear like magnifying glasses when I do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, but it's therapeutic. I have my music on and do that. I just zone out. So, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't do right. <laughs> well, I, I kind of mentioned the pressure that can sometimes happen from social media. But I, I think that you do a great job of flipping the script and making um, social media positive and yeah. inspiring. And yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are watching, you know, so you have to have to be careful. And especially if you're, you know, in ministry or if you're in, you know, the field, the line that we the line of work that we're in um, or just even like yourselves or whatever. And just in general, even if you didn't have that type of background, you just have to be very careful of the things that you post in excuse me, everything is not um, acceptive. You know, everybody's like, our receptive, should I say? Everybody's like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, you might need to send that on the inbox or something like that, but not necessarily post it on your page. So you have to be very mindful of the things that you, you know, you like and the things that you share. So yeah, I definitely try to watch the things that I I put out there. And mm-hmm. Now our inbox is very funny. Our <laughs> inbox is very funny. I will say that it is very funny that some you know of the, some, some of the videos are hilarious. But you know, some yeah, just have to be mindful. You know, because not all humor is acceptable with everyone. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just have to be careful. And you try to make sure that you're not being offensive to people. I know people feel like, well, in today's society, everybody's soft. But you know, people have feelings, and who are mm-hmm. we to say that your feelings don't matter? What I might find funny may not be funny to you so you have to make sure that you have that balance yeah yeah talk a little bit more about your business coaching before we leave that like who is coming to you and what are they looking for so currently i have a hairstylist in carbondale um that her name uh her the name of her business is sense of beauty by leia and so she transitioned from one salon and now she's getting ready to go back out to her own salon um i have a t-shirt designer out of here in illinois that i've worked with and actually she makes like yard signs Mm -hmm. so they have withstood the test of time we did a trial run um my boys play football Mm -hmm. and so i was like man this would be cool to do a yard sign with my uh, kid's last name and their number and their sport on it and that thing took off like wildfire Mm -hmm. i posted the picture of it and then people were just like oh my goodness where did you get that from and so then she got like super super busy um and she's actually partnering with walker's bluff so she does a lot of their designing uh on their mugs and things like that uh with walker's bluff and then i have of course i have my sister she doesn't always do right either. <laughs> Isn't that the hardest coaching relationship yes, right that, there? That my, with my sister, it is because for years I have been telling her, I was like, Tay, we call her Tay. And I said, just open up your own practice. Like, you know what it is that you want to do. You know what your vision is. You know how passionate you are about people's health. Like, this girl can take your labs 
and tell you, like, no, you don't need this medication. You need more, you know, vitamin D, just things that sometimes people skip over because everybody's just trying to get you in, get you out. Um, and so I had been telling her and telling her that for years, and her husband was telling her that too. And so finally, we finally got her to do it, and she is doing very, very well, mm-hmm. very, very well. Um, I don't want to skip over the business side of putting books out into the world. So, so kind of tell us, um, cause I think there are, you know, the people who start businesses can be serial entrepreneurs and a lot of people would like or, or dream about writing a book. So where does it start? How does it go? It's work. It's, it is work. It's work. It's not for the week. And even though, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, just because I'm a newbie, she's, you know, she's she's good at this. But even though it took me the two days to write, you know, before the deadline to write the book, um, and that's a whole different entity by itself, but even the after attributes, you know, just before the book was getting ready to come out, you know, we having these meetings, I'm missing meetings, somebody else is missing meetings, we're trying to come together, you know, it's it's a lot of work. And even if it's just yourself writing a book, to get the public, you know, the public side of it and putting it out there and, you know, pushing in social media, you know, sharing a flyer or, hey, get this, get that. It's a lot of work, you know, some people will see it and some people won't see it. I've had people like, when did you write a book? I'm like, yeah, been on the page. Like, <laughs> I've posted like a thousand things, you know, but some t- people don't see it or they don't catch it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a revolving door. You have to, you know, you just can't say, hey, I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be done with it. You have to put it out there. So yeah. it is definitely, and you have to get you a good team. Um, thank God Harold is an amazing, even though he's a veteran, I'm not a veteran, he's a soldier. So, you know, he's busy. He's a husband. He's, you know, a military man, he's working, he's the father, all these different things, but even taking the time out to do what he did for us, you know, that's a lot of work in itself. So just getting you a team that's going to be supportive and that's going to push you and that's going to work um, and to have a balance, you know, um, I may be able to do the flyers like I do the flyers of our stuff you know she has the voice and the reason to do different things like that and then Ashanti and you know Mama Jackie and you know Cassandra they all have a different role in what we do so having you a good team and networking of what you do makes it you know a possible thing to happen so you can pick up from there but I just have to say that because this is my first time so you know I'm like this is a lot of work like oh goodness um, really they really didn't even get the crust of it, it was Harold and I up at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. doing emails. So basically, what I would say is, and what I try to encourage each of them to do: don't worry about how it sounds. Just write. Mm. Just write. Just get everything that you want to say on paper. Because as we go through the different editing phases, you can always take out. You can always add to. And one thing I've learned that I didn't believe Harold on: even when a book is published, you always go back in your mind and be like, man. I probably should have added this or I probably should have taken that out. And that's okay. Give yourself a deadline. Now, for us, we had what I consider to be a hard deadline. I wanted this book to come out on Mother's Day because it was something that we all identified with. I didn't want it to come out like on my birthday or something that just meant something to me. I wanted it to mean something to our audience and I wanted it to mean something to each of the authors. So I would say start with your timeline and then kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about, again, what it sounds like. If the comma isn't in the right place, all that will be uh, worked out. And writing a book, a lot of times people think, oh, my goodness, it's so expensive um, to write a book. 
it doesn't have to be that way. My first two books were self-published. Harold mm-hmm. owns his own publishing company. So I was able to use his publishing company this time. But there's a lot of information out there, and you don't have to be overwhelmed. Just take it day by day. Find you a hard, because, you know, you'll go through your mind, oh, I think I want to release this day, or I think I want to release that day. Find you a hard deadline, so that way you can have a few over here on the side to play with. But, you know, just really um, get it done. And Fiverr is a great resource. If our book cover, I've never even met this man. He was out of Nigeria. Mm. I just told him what the title was, what the colors were, what I was wanting. And they send you several revisions before. And it's really not that expensive to go on there. So a lot of your resources will come out of Fiverr. And it was just kind of cool to meet somebody from a totally different country. And that was the thing about it. I told them, I said, I'm not going to put this on you guys. But I had to make sure that when he was up, I was up because, you know, of the time Time difference. Yeah, Yeah. so it was when it was finally Mother's Day, I was so excited. I didn't care about no gifts, no dinner. (laughs) I just wanted to sleep because it was done. So our listeners and watchers want to know what's in this book. So can you share any of gems or nuggets, golden nuggets, without giving away the book, right? We just want to tease people and get them to read the book. But can you share just a couple of those golden nuggets like from the book itself? The main one that I can think of is is that it's okay uh, to seek help. Therapy is important, whether you are a believer or a non-believer. There is nothing wrong with going to seek help and obtaining um, that mental clarity. That is vital. And I think that's something that all of us have learned throughout the book. And it's okay to say no. Saying no does not make you a a bad person. Um, You have to set boundaries with things people and places. Um, And so that would be like my main nugget that is across the board that seeking help is like vital. Yeah. I would have said the same thing, actually. (laughs) I was going to pinpoint on the boundaries, you know, setting those boundaries, um, healthy boundaries. You know, sometimes we allow so many things to come towards us and we don't, you know, you don't want to box yourself in, but setting those boundaries and definitely, like you said, saying no, you know, um, can you, no. (laughs) <laughs> just yeah. flat out no can you need a reason no no it's just no you know it's no a complete statement it's li- literally so you know and i've had to learn that you know over the course of time i can't be in all places i can't do all things so you know saying no it's yeah. okay to say no um definitely whenever you are you know we we talked about it earlier but the outer appearance looks good but the inner the inner part of you you need to reevaluate sometimes sometimes you have to step back and be like okay it's not that person yeah. it's me you know and it's yeah. okay that if it's if you have a flaw or if you have a you know something that you're trying to process then you need to go ahead and reevaluate that and it's okay seeking help yeah that's what the people are there for that's why you have the psychiatrist and behavior health and mm-hmm. things like that and i think sometimes people get embarrassed because they're like oh somebody's automatically going to think i'm crazy no that's not the thing with you're crazy you just need that balance and you need that help and sometimes I've been in therapy and I've even alluded into the book that, you know, it's okay to sit down and talk to someone and say, mm-hmm. I need help. I need, I don't know how to process this. And like she said, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, help is help. And if you need it, you just need to voice that. Yeah, that's really good. I appreciate you including that in the book because mm-hmm. that speaks to all of us, especially those of us who have problems saying no, mm-hmm. right? That boundaries is for a lot of people is really mm-hmm. 
um, a core issue that we have because we do a lot of good things, but we never do the great things because right. we've got right. we filled our plate with all those good things. A lot of people have a, may feel like they have a book inside of them, mm-hmm. but they never pursue it because they don't have time and they don't have energy. Mm-hmm. We have limits, right? Yeah. And so we got to say no to some of the good things That's in order right. to do what you guys did. That's right. Was write a book. That's right. And you know, we don't we don't want to just focus on the target of women because obviously when you see the book, you know, we've had men like, "Oh, is it just for women?" No, it applies even mm-hmm. though the stories are written by mm-hmm. women and we're talking about women things, but men can identify yeah. just right there that you know, "Hey, I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. I got my cologne on. I'm this that and the other. I'm buff. I'm doing the, you know, whatever that looks like but inside even as a man you can be broken and how can you be a man and be the covering of your household or you know be that father figure or that husband or you know whoever and you're broken inside you know so it applies to everyone i appreciate that because there's many men authors and they would never say well it doesn't apply to women right it applies Mm -hmm. to men and women so reverse i love that you're mentioning that too so so the book's been out long enough now that you probably are starting to hear from people. Yeah. So um, is there any feedback or comments or impact that stands out to you? Um, basically, what I've been hearing is that uh, a lot of women have never thought of the things that we talk about um, in that aspect and never have had a safe place where they felt that it was okay to share this. Um, one of the things that Avi may touch on is the fact that in this area, and we've even looked at it, there is no programming for parents who have lost a children. It's kind of like you guys just happen to meet because you, your kids may have known each other, but everybody else has their niche or their group, and it's not you know a place. And so with Avi sharing her story, people feel comfortable and coming to her saying, hey, how did you? get through this you know even with my mom with her being a widow there's several young widows that have reached out like okay this gives me hope to know that I can continue to raise my children I can continue in my career even though my spouse isn't here yeah and I actually just had that happen last week I was in a service and um, a lady came to me and she said hey my cousin just lost their son and so I think your book would be perfect. She's like, I didn't buy your book, but I borrowed it from my daughter. And I'm like, she's like, but I need to buy your book. So I'm like, okay. So she's like, I need to buy two. So mm-hmm. just things like that. You know, again, here we go, word of mouth. But at the same time, she saw it enough to be like, oh, maybe this will help with grief. And like she said, in our area, we really don't have, I remember whenever I started kind of going through the process of when I lost my daughter, other than my church family or, you know, just my regular family, there was really no one here. Even finding someone for my son for therapy, it was kind of really hard to find that. And just like a small niche of people, you know, so, you know, I even have a group of people, young ladies that, you know, I reach out and if they've lost, you know, lost their children or whatever, and even young men, you know, if they've lost their children, we talk and like, hey, how you doing? You know, encourage one another when the holidays come about, birthdays come about, those celebratory things that other people forget. You know, it's been 11 years for me, but doesn't mean that I stop thinking about my baby or I don't, you know, celebrate her in ways that I do. So just because I celebrate my daughter in a big way, other families don't maybe They may not have the means to do that or whatever the case may be, but just encourage them and let them know, hey, it's okay to get through this and we're here with you, you know, but 
you know, those are some of those little That's nuggets. excellent. So how do people find the book? You can go online to Amazon.com. We're actually in the process of building a website. So it will be entitled a well-dressed woman mm-hmm. uh, com will be our website. And so you'll be able to do book us for speaking engagements, okay. either all five of us or individually, um, however you see the need to do so. And would they find you through the book or do you have another? Yes. In yeah. the book, all everybody's contact yeah. information. Okay. Or you can, if you're on Amazon mm-hmm. and you forget the title of the book, you can type in any of our names. And it will pop up. And, you know, if you want a signed copy, then you just reach out to one of the authors and we'll order it for you and get it to you. And if I want to look for you on social media, where do I look? I am. We are on Instagram, uh, a well-dressed woman. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page called a well-dressed woman. Our individual names. Yeah. Or you can find us Ray. Aviance and Dominique, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had fun. Definitely so. I think you guys could be podcasters. You want to talk about that later, too? Just hit me up. I'm ready for it. I like the mics. I'm like, testing one, two, check. There you go. That's so great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Special episode of Small Town Big Business. We want to thank everyone for being part of the Small Town Big Business community. And thank you again to those that support us, including Arcadia. Wealth Group, Black Diamond, Harley-Davidson, and RV, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Swinford Media Group, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, and of course, our producer, Union Street Arts. That's Luke O'Neill at Union Street Arts. And if you want to know more about Ethos, a small business incubator, co-working spaces, training and development, you can contact me. I'm Russ Williams. I'm at russell at watermarkethos.org. We're also on Facebook, and you look for Ethos at the Citadel on Tower Square Plaza. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> um, I will not read you the long list, but we are on all of the standard podcast platforms that you're familiar with, Podbean, Apple, you name it, we're there. And but, YouTube. And yes. YouTube. And as Russ mentioned, if you need to see us, not just hear us, we are on YouTube. So please check us out. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you want to learn about starting or growing a business in Marion specific, or if I can refer you to one of my peers, I'm Jennifer Olson, and I'm with the City of Marion, and you can find me at City Hall. And I'm Russ Williams. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.